0: Good evening and welcome to episode two of Mortar and Pestle Productions Radio Classics. Each episode features a golden age radio drama script performed live by our very own Mortar and Pestle Theatre Company alumni here in Toronto. Tonight's selection, entitled The Locked Room Mystery, is a chilling tale of suspense from the archives of the Lights Out radio program. Written for radio by Willis Cooper and originally broadcast on NBC Radio 85 years ago on the 21st of October, 1935. Tonight's cast features Cademan Ricker Wilson as Chase, the novelist, and our announcer. Brian Fairbrother as Kerrigan, the mysterious stranger. With Wally Hassanzeh as Stuart and James Stilwell as Taylor, Chase's woefully oblivious guests. And so without further ado, we proudly present Porter and Pestle Productions The Locked Room Mystery.
1: Lights out, everybody.
2: A footstep sounded in the stillness of the empty room. Devereux turned. Good evening, said a swamp voice. Who, who are you? Demanded Devereux. You don't remember me, said the swamp voice mockingly.
1: You, you can't be Harvey Kerrigan,
2: gasped Devereux. The other laughed. I am Harvey Kerrigan, in the flesh, he said. Devereux reached for the telephone. I wouldn't touch that if I were you, or the man who called himself Kerrigan. He stepped to the wall and flicked on the lights. Their radiance flooded the room. Devereux noticed that his adversary was weaponless. And that's where I'm stumped. Uh, how come, Sam? I-, I don't know how to kill the guy. Have him shoot him! I can't! In the chapter ahead of this one, Kerrigan tells his friends that he's going to kill Devereux. Then as Kerrigan starts up in the elevator to Devereux's office, his well-meaning friends... Take his gun away from him, and his pocket knife even. He hasn't got a weapon of any kind.
3: Maybe they missed something. What? For instance? Uh, what if he has a sawed off shotgun in his sleeves? <laughs> i nuts! How about a
2: blackjack? No. Why? Well, I want blood stains, see? Oh, well. Wouldn't there be a paper knife or something on the writing guy's desk?
1: No, oh, no. I made it clear that Devereux always wrote in longhand, in a bare room like this one, with nothing in it but a table and a chair.
3: Hmm. Well, couldn't he stab the guy with a pen?
1: He uses pencil. Oh. Uh, uh, throw him out the window. Oh, no, that won't do.
2: This guy Devereaux he's an odd sort. His windows are nailed down in his
1: penthouse room, see?
2: He's a nut on the soundproofing. He has to concentrate, he says. Come on, think of something. I don't know. I've got to get something. Some way for Kerrigan to murder Devereux so there can be bloodstains.
1: I
3: give up. Uh, Well, let's have have a drink and see if that gives us any
1: inspirations, huh? You birds are no help at all. Go on, mix yourself a drink. I'll see what I can do. For the love of Mike. Think this thing through, will you? I need
3: help. Yes, yes. Uh, Come on, bud. Let's go see if we can mix up some inspiration.
1: (laughs) Everything to drink. Out in the kitchen. Go ahead. Uh, Bring me one when you get back. All right. uh, What do you want? Anything. We'll bring you iced tea. You bring (laughs) me iced tea, I'll make you drink it. (laughs) Mercy.
2: Good evening. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? How did you get in here, my dear Mister Chase, or is it Devereaux? Who the devil are you? My name is... Well, it doesn't matter. What seems to be wrong? I don't know if that's any of your business. Look here now. How did you get in here, and what do you want? <laughs> You're not going to throw me out, I hope. I most certainly am, if you... Oh, no, don't. I beg of you. Well? Ask me to sit down. Please do. Ah, sit down. Now, can I help you, Mr. Chase? I want to know how you... How I got in here is of no importance, Mr. Chase. Well... What do you want? Don't you want some help? Are you a friend of Bud's? Or Don Stewart? I've never heard of them.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, I'm sorry, mister. I'm trying to finish a mystery story that I promised my publisher a week ago. So if you could just wrap this all up. And you're having some difficulty in getting rid of one of your characters. How did you know that? I found out. So, I see. If you'll read me what you have there in your typewriter... Listen, my friend.
1: I'll
2: make you a proposition. If you can show me the way out of this jam I've written myself into, I'll pay you. I don't want to be paid, Mr. Chase. I'll I'll pay you anything in reason. Suppose you read me that last paragraph. Well... Who the devil? All right, listen. A footstep sounded in the stillness of the empty room. Devereux turned. Good evening, said a swamp voice. Who? Who are you? demanded Devereux. You don't remember me, asked the swamp voice mockingly. You can't be Harvey Kerrigan, gasped Devereux. The other laughed. I am Harvey Kerrigan, in the flesh, he said. Devereux reached for the telephone. I wouldn't touch that if I were you, warned the man who called himself Kerrigan. He stepped to the wall and flicked on the lights. Their radiance flooded the
1: room. Devereux noticed that his adversary was weaponless. And that's all. (laughs) What are you laughing at?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look here, Alf. I'm going to call the cops on you. I wouldn't touch that phone if I were you. What? You? What do you mean? Wait till I turn on. Flick on, I believe. Flick on the light, Mr. Chase. Who who are you? My name, Mr. Chase, is Harvey Kerrigan.
3: An old-fashioned, eh? Yes, why not? Give me a lump of sugar. Uh, Three lumps if you all want one. Here, here's the bitters too. Thank you.
0: Got any ideas
3: for
2: Sam's story? So, your name's Harvey Kerrigan, huh? Right. Uh, I didn't know there was anybody named Harvey Kerrigan when I chose that name for the villain. Oh, you didn't, eh? No, oh, I'll I'll go over what I've written and I'll change the name. Oh, don't bother you don't mind not at all well huh uh thanks would you like to have a drink i don't drink mr chase thanks but perhaps i can help you out with your book Uh, i'll certainly appreciate it now you had kerrigan come up to this fellow's room Uh, devorose yeah yes yes without any weapons at all that's right Exactly the same way I came. I haven't any weapons. Well, I'm glad. How do you want Devereaux killed? Hmm. He has to be killed some way so that there's blood stains. I see. Isn't there a paper knife on your desk? No. Nor on Devereaux's, as a matter of fact. Uh, I made Devereaux a good deal like myself. I like to work in this room way up here with the windows nailed down tight
1: so I can't hear any of the traffic sounds from the street below. And I I thought perhaps that setup sounded a trifle eccentric like Devereaux was, so I just used
2: myself as a model for the chat. I see. Well, um, you have a kitchen here. Yes. Bud and Don are down there right now, mixing a drink. Couldn't I... I mean, couldn't Kerrigan have gone to the kitchen and got a butcher knife? No. Why not? Because all the doors from this room have spring locks on them, which can only be opened by the pressure of this button on my desk. But what about your friends out there? How did they get back in? Knock on the door, I press the button. But in the story, there was nobody else in the penthouse when Devereaux was killed. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> You've made it rather hard for yourself, haven't you? I'm beginning to believe I made it impossible. Oh, no, not impossible. We just have to think a moment. Well, that's what I've been doing for a week. And getting nowhere. Right. Hmm. Well, isn't it reasonable to believe that your character, Kerrigan, sat and also talked with his victim for a while, whilst his mind was wrestling with the problem of how to murder Devereux? <sighs> Probably. But he couldn't have wrestled with it as long as I have. No, no, that's right. How do you picture Deborah, Mr.
1: Chase? Well, a good deal like myself, I'm afraid. Using myself as a model for the character, I couldn't help writing a lot of myself into him. Hmm. Well, if you can figure it out, Mr. Kerrigan, <laughs> you're a lot
2: smarter than I am. Perhaps I am, Mr. Deborah. My name's Chase. (laughs) Oh, is it?
3: Pour a little soda water on the trigger. Did you put the bitters in? I will now. Now put the soda water in, and then look for some lemon peel, will you?
2: Have I got to do all the work?
3: Yes. I wish I could think up an idea for Sam's story.
2: Just what do you mean by that? I mean, let's suppose for a moment that you are Devereaux. Pretend you are. Try to get into the feeling of the story. I've done that a million times, and nothing happens. Well, it won't hurt to try again. I suppose. Well, what shall I do? Devereaux was supposed to be writing a novel, too, isn't he? Yes. Well... You sit there at your typewriter and write. Pretend you are Devereaux, and we'll try a little dialogue as Kerrigan and Devereaux. My George. I never thought of that, Mr. Kerrigan. Maybe it'll work. All right. Imagine I've come in. I I mean, Kerrigan has just come in, as you've written it. And uh, you've got to the point where Kerrigan has turned the lights on. I'll go over and stand there. Maybe I'd better turn them off and then turn them on again, eh? To make it more realistic. Sure. Try it that way. All right. They're off. Now, ready? Got your lines? Go ahead. Right. Reach for the phone. Yes? I wouldn't touch that if I were you. And why not? Because I'll kill you if you do, Devereaux. Oh, you will, eh? How? I came up here to kill you anyway, my friend, and I will. What are you going to kill me with? I might strangle you, Devereaux. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, Devereaux. How did you get in here? A strip of cardboard between the door and the frame, my dear chap. It does wonders, even with your electrically controlled locks.
1: Hmm, I see. Well, I have a revolver in this desk drawer. You
2: lie. I know you don't have one. I tell you I have. Yes? Where is it? Uh, I. You're a miserable liar! Ow! Ah! You don't have to be so doggone realistic. You're a miserable liar. Well, uh... Well, uh, uh Sit still, Devereaux. I've I got friends within call, and I can... You lie! There's nobody else in this place except you and me. Then what are you gonna do about it? I'll tell you, Devereaux. Go ahead. Have you forgotten a few facts? What facts? Have you forgotten how I went to prison in your place 15 years ago? You were guilty. I wasn't. (laughs) You know that's true, Kerrigan. You were as guilty as I. Hey, how did you know about that? You were as guilty as I, and for 15 years I suffered in prison. You are going to pay. What are you going to do? Devereaux, I'm going to torture you as I was tortured. I'm going to see you die a thousand deaths in anticipation before I bestow on you the priceless gift of death that you begged for. I... Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute while I write that down. <laughs> That's swell. I'm going to kill you, Devereaux.
3: No, silly. Don't put the lemon peel in until I get the sugar crushed. That's it. Cut it into long strips.
1: How much do you put into an old-fashioned?
3: Oh, a piece about two inches long in each one. Think of an idea for Sam's story yet? No.
2: Well, that's swell as far as it goes, but we haven't got an idea how he killed him yet. Uh, we'll come to that. I hope so. Oh, we'll get it right. We've got a good start now. How did you know about the prison business, Kerrigan? You startled me when you rattled that off. You never saw the earlier chapters. Uh, You've been sending it down chapter by chapter to your publishers, haven't you? Oh! Oh, do do you work for my publisher? In a way. In a way, yes. Oh, I see then. Shall we go on? Sure. It's kind of fun. All right. Let's start off where we left, eh? Yeah, yeah. You said, I'm going to kill you, Devereaux. I am going to kill you, Devereaux. You're not frightening me at all, Kerrigan. I'm going to do much more than frighten you, my friend. I doubt that. You'll beg and you'll scream for death before I'm done with you. I've 15 years of hell to pay for, and I'm going to do it. Would you mind informing me just how you're going to murder me? In a very, very horrible way. Yes? You thought I'd die in prison. You thought I'd never get out. You bribed and lied and swore false oaths, and... You're a very dramatic, Kerrigan. I would advise you, Devereaux, to spend your last few remaining moments in prayer rather than bandying words with me. (laughs) You really should be an actor, my dear fellow. Yes, but I was a convict, a felon, an outcast for the best years of my life, and now I'm going to play a new part. and that is... A murderer. <laughs> Delightful. Rather, an executioner. For if ever a man deserved to die, you, devro are he. And die you shall. I suppose you know you're not frightening me in the least, Kerrigan. No? <laughs> but I will frighten you before I'm done. I doubt that. We shall see. But first, before I kill you, though, I want money. I have no money. Liar! I don't give money to every panhandler that approaches me. Oh, but to this very special panhandler, my dear fellow. I won't give you a cent. Oh, yes, you will. Get out your checkbook. How how much do you want? Every cent you have. Look here now. Every cent you have. See here, I won't... Devereux. If it were not for me, then you would have nothing. Where did you get the capital set yourself up as a writer? Answer me. That's none of your business. You got it from the loot of that last job we pulled together. The job that I paid for with 15 years of my life. So what? So write a check for your entire bank balance and do it now. I won't. There's your checkbook. I won't write it. You will. Now. Now. Well, if I do, will you promise to go away and not... <laughs> Here's the check. Now, go away. Just go away. The last will and testament of Mr. Devereaux, the well-known author. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Na- now. I'm not through with you yet, Devereaux. Shall I use the jigger or the little end of the gadget?
3: Use the big end. Make him good and strong. we have got to get some inspiration.
2: I'll do it. You get some ice and see if there are any maraschino cherries in the icebox.
3: If you wouldn't talk so much, maybe I could think of an idea for Sam's story.
2: Well, now. We're about ready to get down to killing the guy. Got any inspirations yet? I think I have an idea. Well, what is it? Uh, Let's go on with our acting a little more. All right. Uh, Say, this is working out, all right. Let's see what I've got written down. I'm not through with you yet, Devereaux, Kerrigan hissed. No, you can't hiss that. He, uh, grated. Grated. That's it. Kerrigan grated. All right. Go ahead. All right. No, I'm not through with you yet, Devereaux. I'm grateful for your little remembrance and your will, but now we have a little task to perform. What what are you going to do? I'm going to kill you. Uh, Hey, don't forget about the bloodstains now. I've got to have bloodstains. Don't worry about that, Devereaux. There will be blood. (laughs) There will be plenty of blood, (laughs) You've got your money now, Kerrigan. Won't you go and leave me alone now? you got your revenge. I have part of my revenge, Devereaux. Don't kill me! Please. Please don't kill me, Kerrigan. The police will come and they'll find you dead in your locked penthouse apartment. They'll have to break down the door and they'll find you weltering in your own blood alone. And they'll wonder, they'll wonder who murdered you. Don't forget about the fingerprints, Kerrigan. What do I care about fingerprints? By the time you're missed and the police are called and your apartment broken into, I'll be in South America, in some little forgotten town, a new man, and then the south of France and leisure, paid for by my dear friend Devereux the novelist. (laughs) You'll never get away with it, Kerrigan. Oh, you think not? You can't get away with murder. You almost got away with it, didn't you, Deborah? You thought I would die. You thought I'd never see the outside of those prison walls again. You thought that I... Something just occurred to me, Kerrigan. Yes? I might murder you. <laughs> you? Hey, perhaps I will. And how will you murder me, my friend? I, I don't know, but... I'm a, as big a man as you, and, uh... You forget that I've slaved in prison for 15 years. Good hard manual labor, Debro. The judge said 15 years at hard labor, and, well, it was. You'd stand no chance at all with me. Uh, I wonder. I warn you. It could be worthwhile. I could live on happily with my money that you Your money! Your money, it was my money, every cent of it. Money you stole from me. 15,000 it was, Kerrigan. And that check is for 100,000. Let's just call that interest, shall we? It's a lot of money, Kerrigan. You and I, uh, together, in that little place in South America, we could we live well. But you are going to die. No, no. Yes, you shall. How? Remember the blood now. Oh, I'm not forgetting the blood, Devro. I'm not forgetting the blood. Hey, hey that's good enough. Hold it. <laughs> I'm, not oh. blood, I'm not forgetting the blood, Devro. I'm not forgetting the blood.
3: Where's the soda water? Here. Fine, uh, just squirt a little in each glass. Um You yes. better stir him, hadn't you? <laughs> yes. Go ahead, I'll knock on the door. Sounds good. Who was that? Who was what? Oh, I-, I I thought I saw somebody go out the other door. You're nuts. Hey, Sam. Old fashion's coming up. Where is he? Turn on the lights, bud. Yeah. Hey, look! What? Sam got an awful lot done while we were mixing that drink. <laughs> look at that pile of pages! Huh. How the dickens could he have done that? Uh, he must have... Uh, th- somehow... This is page... 256. He was on page 231 when you left, remember?
2: But look, we're only three or four minutes mixing the drinks.
3: Hey, Sam! Inspiration? Where could he have gone? But, for the love of, look, look here—he he finished it. Finished what? The story. Look, this is the last page here. I'll be. Uh, listen, I say you shall die! Screamed Kerrigan.
2: Devereux writhed in horror as the other's face was thrust into his own. No, no, no! He screamed. Devereux chuckled again. You shall die, he said. Devereux felt clutching fingers at his throat. He tried to scream again, but it was too late. Great fangs met in his throat, and the bright blood.
0: My
3: lord. Boy, he sure got a payoff, didn't he? Terrible. Hey, Sam, this is a knockout. Sam? Bud? Huh? Look behind that chair What? Uh, It's a foot uh, A foot sticking out Oh god God. What can can it Sam Sam! Blood But look Look at this throat All torn out
1: Lights out which is written especially for radio by Willis Cooper, comes to you each Sunday from our mortar and pestle Toronto studio. would be a capital time to give a big thank you to all our patrons and sponsors whose efforts and donations make this and other programs like it possible. Want to make a donation? You can help to fund future radio and digital productions. Visit our website www.mortarandpetstleproductions.com Once again, that's www.mortarandpestleproductions.com to find out more. Want to get involved? We are always accepting content submissions, resumes for talent, and production volunteers at p at gmail.com.
0: This radio presentation has been a socially distanced production. Its participants recorded remotely and mixed at MMP headquarters here in Toronto. Be sure to tune in to the MMP Podcast channel for new episodes. MMP Podcasts can be found on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. Please subscribe to show your support and make more original programming possible. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay tuned, and good night.